0: Oh, good, afternoon. good
1: afternoon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 20 of Tales from the Ohm with me, Mark, Steve, and our special guest, Paul from LabWorks Vapes. Hello, guys. How are you?
0: Hello. Well, well I'm good. Um, big thank you to Paul before we start for joining us this Sunday. He's actually blessing him away at the minute. The guy's 50th next week And we've interrupted his his break (laughs) So we do
1: apologise He has got a little bit of internet issue here So if he breaks out a little bit
0: You know why (laughs) Bear with us
2: No, I'm I'm sorry about that But no I, I needed to be here For this show Specifically So I'm here
0: No, bless you Paul I'm telling folks now this is not going to be the usual laughs and giggles, Uh, we will still try and have a few but uh, quite a serious subject this week, Um, everybody's seen the CDC uh, statements regarding the deaths in America about vaping. Um, We will hopefully be providing a lot more information in the background uh, on this topic Uh, highlighting some of the piss poor journalism that has come out of this and also going into the problems that are being faced by Australia, uh, especially those uh, at the minute being ramped up by the health minister, Mr Hunt. Uh, I'm sure Paul will have a lot more information on this. Um, I've been doing a bit of digging in the last 24 hours and the amount of information we can find by snapping our fingers or Google fooing, whichever you want to do is crazy. And yet we are still getting these stories that aren't referring to the black market THC that people are ingesting and and getting lipid bronchial issues with. Yeah. Um, And I, I'm just stunned that these people can actually call this journalism and spread the anti-vaping rhetoric that is coming out of the USA, which is now affecting virtually most, most of the countries with the large vaping population. I mean, I, I don't know, Paul, how do you feel on that?
2: The – how would I put it? The um... – the misinformation that's now being spread throughout the world and the news agencies around the world and how they're reporting it, making it sound like, well, the epidemic is growing and growing and growing. Um, I think they need to shut up straight away and actually start putting out the real information that's actually needed. Both the FDA and the CDC have made statements. Uh, The VTA in the United States has also made a statement. CASAR, the Consumer Advocacy Group, has also made a statement. The science is out there proving what has been going on. But that's not being reported in any way, shape or form. Here in Australia, we've got our own problems with our health minister. He doesn't want to listen. He sided now with, you know, the Cancer Council, obviously, you know, he's getting the farmer money to shut him up and to push rhetoric that we don't need. We've already got draconian laws here. And the Cancer Council has now sided with our health minister to shut us up. Um, Even after a really positive article that I did with the ABC or the Australian Broadcasting Commission here a couple of weeks ago, it's now got to, I think, around the world, um, it's starting to become critical mass. And unless the people that have been in the industry for quite some time actually step forward, step up to the plate and start advocating for the real, like the real news to come out and the truth, we've got problems. Mm. It's even it's falling on the UK's ears as well now.
1: You've got it in your media. How and It's all that sensation, isn't it? It's the absolute... Um, If anyone has seen uh, I put up a post up, I've had two people private message me asking if they should actually pack in vaping because of the uh, media news. And honestly, I have never been so upset. I genuinely am. It really upset
0: me. Yeah, I mean, no. The... We... In the UK we have had no issues whatsoever with the black market TOC uh, pods, we've had no reports of, of any issues, I know Australia's not had any because Paul, we were talking before yeah. um, and that's the case, all it seems to be is the rhetoric that we're receiving from the states is being used by the antis to reinforce their position. Yeah. And their position is not based on science; it's based on media, which is always a dangerous thing. Um, I mean, you, from...
2: you, you've got two media organisations in the United States that are pushing this, and they're pushing this so hard that it's getting out to every corner of the planet. You have uh, Bloomberg Media,
3: yeah,
2: and then you have our, our favourite of all, right? And that's Fox mm. or Mr. Murdoch. And you've got Murdoch all through the UK. Yeah. And Murdoch is a serious issue. He controls our media, he owns 70% of Australia's media. So, what does that start telling you?
0: It's down to personal agendas. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But also, I mean,
1: with the in, in America, the CDC hasn't exactly been forthcoming either which I find very, very strange.
2: I think the CDC, um, this is my own personal view, and not something that I'll I'll generally put out there, but I think the CDC are being told to shut up from someone way up high Mm. for specific reasons. And think about this for a minute. They were given 10 months to get all their ducks in a row in the United States for the PMTA process, yet three months into this process, it seems as if all of a sudden we have these problems with the illegal, you know, carts coming out. And I'll go as far as saying that um, when when they did prohibition, they the government actually poisoned a lot of the looker that was made, manufactured back then. I wonder if there is a government department or someone within the government that is actually doing the same thing and poisoning the same chalice hmm. to upend a life-saving technology. It, it's a little bit out there, but when you think about it, it makes perfect
1: sense. Oh, it makes total sense. I mean, exactly what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can tinfoil it as much as you want, but it does seem that way. It really does.
0: Right, sorry, guys, can I interject? I, it's been pointed out I was wrong. Um, there has been an issue with spice in Manchester, uh, that was back in July. Uh, and the school children collapsed after inhaling spice that had been unknownly mixed. Um, it was in Rochdale, and it came in a 10ml e-liquid bottle, but it wasn't labelled, and it was it appeared to be a sort of home homebrew mix of verse uh, spice and, and e-juice.
2: Okay, well, I, I'm sorry to hear about that, but this is the other thing that they're not putting out there properly, that a lot of these carts are actually... The majority are THC-based, yes, but it's the humectants or the, the base materials that they're using to cut them with or to like stabilize them with, they're the one that's what the bad stuff is, um, but K2 and Spice in the United States, have they've been uh, top of the list for what's been going on there, but it's all been put down to illegal like THC cartridges and one company. Well, it's a marketing company, being Dank, which is only a... It's a printing company in China, for Christ's sakes. And they're the ones that put out all the packaging. You can go and buy, you know, a thousand wrappers for X amount of dollars and then, you know, put them out on the streets and bada bing you're off and running. Mm.
1: To the layman, um, and I'm one of them, because I, I, I generally do not understand... We was just about to talk about it prior to us going live... What, sure. how, how and what is the mechanism of making uh, from the THC to uh, the vape that they are using? What is the actual mechanism of it? How does it work? How, the, how does it actually, they produce that type of liquid so we actually understand what the parts that are causing the problems for actual uh, vaping it?
2: Okay. First and foremost, there's two main extraction methods for, uh, TOT extraction. First one is CO2, CO2 extraction or gassing it, but there's still a lot of up and down whether or not it actually damages the molecules mm-hmm. in the extraction process. The second extraction process is, uh, BHO or butane, butane ash oil mm. extraction to get to, um, Almost like a waxy, a wax type compound. If the butane isn't properly extracted from the end product, then you have an issue. The third issue that's starting to um, appear is um, tocopheryl acetate, otherwise known as vitamin E acetate, which is now showing up in the testing of what's coming back in the cartridges in the US. Mm. That's one of the things, instead of that's pennies on the dollar to use that instead of using like PEG four hundred or um, polyethylene glycol, which is another stabilizing agent. The these are some of the things that not a lot of people are putting out there properly. Mm. The chemistry is there. The chemistry has been solid for many many years. People have been using these processes to extract like the THC from like either um, bud or plant for many, many years. Mm. But right now, no, it's going the opposite way. And then you have um, new products that have been coming into the market over the the last probably 12 months or new hermectants that people are creating. So, it brings the cost of manufacturing down and it's not only in the THC market, it's also it also falls into um, the CBD market, mm. which is another issue, um, but you've got overnight millionaires in this game, yeah. literally, mm. overnight millionaires. So, they're cutting corners and they've got to stop, you know, the the CDC isn't going after the the registered, like mass growers over there,
3: mm-hmm.
2: not yet, but maybe things might change. You look at, you look at how the United States is now with the legalization of cannabis, both for recreational and for medicinal. Um, it, it's huge. It's a huge market. Yeah. It, it, it dwarfs. It dwarfs the vaping industry over there. Like dollar for dollar, it dwarfs it. I don't, I don't have the figures in front of me, but if you put one in one hand and one in the other, um,
3: yeah.
2: Mm. So, not- it,
1: so it's that it's the vitamin E, uh, acetate that's actually causing yeah. most of the problems because that's turns that's an oil it. Into-
2: well, pre- predominantly, yes. Mm. Um, if you are using uh, propylene glycol and vegetable glycerin, they they don't hold any lipid whatsoever. Right. Um, the vitamin E acetate is generally used. Um, it's used in manufacturing and moisturizers and a lot of other, a lot of yeah, a lot of other pharmaceutical products across the board. But you know, you, are have in a world that if you're working with that stuff, yeah. well, sure, it's, it's cheaper than a lot of the other like stabilizers and base products that you're working with.
0: Now, one, one of the articles I read, um, was explaining that the, the vitamin E acetate has a much higher sort of boiling point, um, the water, so the the reason people are getting problems with the lungs they were claiming was that effectively it vaporizes when you vape it, but mm. when it hits the lung, it's actually congealing again. It's becoming it, a It returns
2: back. It returns back to its original state. Yeah.
0: So and and that's where we get where we're getting the the bron- bronchial issues. Um, yeah. Grumpy's just asked in chat. I can't. Uh, can't both butane and vitamin E acetate be purged? Uh,
2: they they can be in manufacturing, yes. But um, if it, if it's not done in the manufacturing process, it's going to be inherently in the product, the end product.
0: Yeah. No, for, fair enough. I mean, it, it's in. I I find this absolutely fascinating that we've gone from. CDC claiming vaping, vaping, vaping to, all right, there's a few black pods. Then there was a big backlash on Twitter especially
1: mm, against
0: yeah. the CDC for not releasing more details. And all of a sudden, bump all this information suddenly appears to have appeared out of nowhere.
2: Mm. They, they've always had the information. Um, the CDC did a lot of uh, original testing of, um, cannabinoid products in the United States, if there were going to be issues, um, they've always had the science, but they weren't willing to do it, like, weren't willing to release the truth. They sat on it and it was blood on the ground. So far, um, from reports coming out of the US, it's somewhere between three and five people that have actually passed away now.
1: It's five. I think it's, five. it's been five reported now. Okay.
2: Well, it's got to the five. Um, Part of me, a very good friend of mine, we had a conversation yesterday, and he said to me that if this got to, um, if it got to ten deaths, uh, someone would actually go to the president and say, "Well, enough is enough." You know, mm-hmm. let's let's the industry down. But it, it's very convenient that all the all of this has come out when a lot of us have been vaping for x amount of years and we don't have
1: issues. Mm. I know quite a few people that's been vaping over ten years. I me myself, I've been vaping eight years.
2: Mm. So yeah. we're fine. <laughs> Where, where's the? You know, this is what I'm saying. It seems like a very big smokescreen for something that obviously has happened. Um, I actually, I actually spoke to one of the girls that was in hospital in Utah, and I, I, I started asking. <laughs> she was blatant with me, and she said, no, it was this, this, and this, and then she named the liquid companies. And I thought, really? You're silly enough to tell me the liquid companies. (laughs) She (laughs) didn't think I was going to reach out to these liquid companies. Mm.
0: (laughs) It's interesting what you're saying about a smoke screen, because about 22 hours ago, Got Lee hit Twitter. I
2: oh, know, out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, and interestingly, what he states is the FDA support, supports notions of harm reduction and the belief that e-cigarettes could be less harmful tool to help currently addicted adult smokers fully quit cigarettes. The CDC has always been more sceptical of harm reduction concept and the usefulness of e-cigarettes. You may be revealing some of that conflict, and that was in reply to uh, somebody that tweeted it. Now, don't you find that interesting? Mm. We're seeing a splitting, a backing off. Almost an almost FDA aren't the bad guys. It's the CDC. Yeah.
2: Well, look what the CDC stands for. Centre for Disease Control.
0: Mm. Yeah. They're not rigged up for this sort of issue. No.
2: No, they're not they're
0: rigged up for the outbreak of a, a, a disease, a pathogen.
2: Mm. And yeah. and and there is your epidemic. Well,
0: <laughs> <But, laughs> yeah. That's just a self-fulfilling prophecy from there on in, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, the yeah. epidemic. Uh, absolutely crazy. I just find it really interesting Gottlieb's thrown his hat into the ring there.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I think he's done that for a few brownie points to, um, like, look over here. I'm doing this or saying this. Mm. In the in the meantime, he's sitting on the Pfizer board. Oh, uh, uh,
0: You're not kidding.
2: Hello,
0: <laughs> hi,
1: hi. You saw that?
2: Yeah. Tell oh. me
1: something. It's not. Just, lasting a little bit. Just a comment from Hip Hop Juice there Hello Hip Hop uh, Like all business fields People will carry on regardless Yes it affects the vaping industry But I believe it will pass Sad news about the people passing But people's choices Have
0: consequences
1: I thought that was interesting
0: Yeah I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure whether this will pass
1: no, I don't think it will I really don't. But I also think it's a smoke screen. <clears throat> While we're all concentrating on this, what they're doing on the others, I think it's... Yeah, I think there's something else going off.
2: Well, you you look at the stories now coming out with... Okay, so far you have Chicago banning now. You have Michigan, mm-hmm. like the governor of Michigan, coming out and throwing the ban in place and you had Chicago, and then um, Buffalo, New York, they've come out and put a six-month ban on any new vaping business being set up. Mm. So it's like, here's a squirrel, look over here at the squirrel, while we do this. Yeah, and I think this is
1: what it is,
2: I really do. There was was another conversation that I had with somebody um, stating, is this the start of um, the FCA clamping down on like open open manufacturing and um, whether or not this will go to TPD compliance or down that pathway, where it's uh, short, short pills, one shots and um, everything else is controlled by the narrative? That's a, that's another big conversation that I've had in the past 24 hours, But I was, and, you know, handed down and I couldn't believe it. We had emergency meetings. I was the first one to get a hold of it here in Australia because we're in the future and we, and I was reaching out to guys um, on the East Coast and we were having emergency meetings at 2 o'clock, my, 2 a.m. my time, trying to figure out what to do.
1: Mm. Just a uh, from uh, La- uh, Tetley on there. Uh, can mm-hmm. you confirm that Utah girl was uh, girl was standard e liquid use?
2: Correct. So it was and just and
1: just normal e liquid, it wasn't THC.
2: Apparently, no. Apparently, she was a scapegoat. She was actually put up to it. Um, someone actually told her to come forward, and I said, "Well." under freedom of information, I can actually have your medical records pulled. And she said, no, you can't, by war, and I I said, well, actually you can. I can ask for scans without names and addresses attached Mm. to actually see what the prognosis was. And then she got really shirty and said, well, um, these are the liquids I was vaping and this is what the doctor told me. She was very uneducated Mm. um, for a start. Secondly, I have the full conversation, if anyone wants to read it, because I thought it was quite comical. She was round and round in circles because I I said to um, one of the major advocates, um, I said, look, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, whether it kills me. And I went after her and I said, I need to know what's going on here. And she gave me specific names Mm. and two of the companies quite well. One of the companies I, I did something for a number of years ago. And I said, it's impossible. They're not going to cut corners this hard and fast to make a dollar. Mm. So her her story didn't add up. It was, I want my five minutes of fame.
0: Mm. So, and I, I think we saw that with the, uh, the young gentleman who claimed that uh, he ended up with lung problems after vaping a pod every two days no, for a no, 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 year with
2: No, but here, here's, the, here's the other thing on that one. Um, what else was he doing in that time as well? Because from my understanding, he was also a sportsman. Secondly, he was exceptionally tall for his age. Third thing, that, how many energy drinks was he downing on top of said... Pods that he was putting away.
0: Yeah.
2: No. A, there's a lot more to it.
0: Hmm.
2: Oh. a lot more to the stories.
0: There was a really good article by Neil H. And he uh, said, click. Yeah. And uh, it, it went into a possible cause for the issues that this gentleman faced. What I find really interesting was he was called out on Twitter because he would put yeah. a post up which conflicted sure. with his timeline. Mm-hmm. And amazingly, that that post disappeared, but it was available when you used the uh, the buffer, you know, the time yep. machine on on the internet. Yep. Um, but blow me! A week after he's he's made all this hoo-ha to the media, all of a sudden, pave are so far up his greco passage. It's unbelievable.
2: Other other things about that is that um, he was actually paid by pave. To come up this rubbish.
0: Well, there's a surprise. Mind saying that? Can I just put a big thumbs up to the guy that actually took the pave logo? Oh
2: uh, well, him. I know I know who that is. That's Matt Salter.
0: What a guy! He, <laughs> he's my hero. To have them accusing him of copyright infringement. So what did Matt do? He wipes up the post which says, please feel free to use Hollow <laughs> What a guy. Honestly. Brilliant. I had such a chuckle on that one. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was Matthew Salsa from memory. He's yeah, he's a bit of a character. Oh.
0: Afternoon, daytime, Frank. Hey you frank? That's a, that's a lovely way of putting it. Matt's a blast. Gives no cares. That's it. <laughs> now, I'm, while while we're talking about the states and and the issues over there, uh, I wanted to go back to Michigan just quickly because uh, I actually came across something. I tripped across this, uh, Rashida Tlaib I believe it is. Um, now sounds, sounds familiar well on one of her tweets she, she she and i quote states calling them vape advocates is misleading they are corporations we must stop repeating the lie that vaping oh. is better than smoking cigarettes it's not And uh, uh, and in an oversight dems we are learning that dual vapor targeted young people with flavoring and then parents vape after that now
1: so we're all part of Big Farmer. Uh, sorry, Big Tobacco then.
2: Apparently, all well, apparently I'm owned by Big Tobacco yeah. from what someone said yesterday. Really? Yeah.
0: See, no, I, I find this interesting because it was pointed out the, the other week on the Thursday show. The lady that actually kicked in the flavour ban in Michigan, when you look at the contributors for her uh, for her actual sort of what do you call it? Contributions to Yeah
2: yeah, yeah. tobacco, yeah, you know it, not what? tobacco S-
0: it. Six million from tobacco. Hmm. Now come on <laughs> <laughs> This um... is what
1: gets me about them though. The, the, the why are they associating vaping and the vaping industry as big tobacco? I, I still can't understand how how, how they make that it's almost like we are big tobacco, and we're not. We've never have been, and we've been saying that for donkey's years.
2: Actually, Frank, Frank in the chat daytime, Frank, he's a DIYer uh, that I'm very good friends with. He'll tell you that I'm a straight shooter, and I I really shoot from the hip. And I'm being a very good boy, and I'm not swearing on your show. And thank you, but the bottom line is that we've been called um, tobacco 2.0 which is untrue hmm. because the actual nicotine that we use in our vape products is all pharmaceutical grade and it's exactly the same nicotine that is used in patches gums sprays and anything else you want to do with it, with the nicotine hmm. if you need if you actually need a rectal suppository, you would use the same nicotine, and that's what—that's what a lot of these idiots.
1: That they need the rectal. <laughs> <laughs> <lot> <laughs> yes, I know. I totally agree with you. They definitely need rectal. <laughs> <laughs> See,
0: I love Frank's comment in there. If I'm a corporation, then where the hell's my tax break?
2: I know. <laughs> Frank. Frank is in the mail.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Well, I, I, I mean, un, unless you want to um, go further, if there's anything else you you want to expand on, Paul, maybe we can go over to the problems that you're facing in Australia, because. Um, cool. That ABC podcast highlighted a number of issues that I, I as a UK vapor, had no idea about. <laughs>
2: that was that was even an eye opener for me because um, after both doing the podcast and the interview, I, I've had media agencies around the world reaching out to me wanting to talk to me um, tomorrow morning, um, my time. I'm actually being interviewed by someone at Monash University, which uh, I'm going to be very coy in that interview. I, I need to know what what is really going on because Monash or part of Monash University is on the side of both the WHO and their friends with Greg Hunt. So, I don't know what the story is with this interview that I'm about to do. And I'm going to keep my guard up. And I really need to filter through the questions. And they they haven't, and with the last interview, they gave me a set of questions that they were going to ask. Mm -hmm. But then they bent it somewhat. (laughs)
1: but... <laughs> I suppose you're going to have to hang on, you're going to have
0: to think about every word that you speak
2: Well, I, I actually asked for a Zoom interview with the gentleman, but he declined and I thought, well, why is this? And he said, I, I, I can record this conversation, and I said, well, hang on I'd like to record the conversation as well, because I'm not going to be held to the narrative on this one um, mm-hmm. If you're going to turn this around and ask why, why the Australian government won't legalise nicotine, um, and you skew my words when this comes out in a publication, and I thought, no, I've got to be very, very careful with this. Mm-hmm. The, the ABC interview, was it was eye-opening for a lot of people, and it actually showed the problems that we have here in Australia. We have a government that will not listen. They've Put forward um, an investigation, right? That's what I'm going to call it—an investigation. Yet, the final, the final piece of this investigation is not going to be finished until uh, December 2020. And in that period of time, 38,000 smokers are going to die from smoking-related illness. So, Mr. Hunt, if you're listening to this, again, I will say it. You have blood on your hands, son. You have blood on your hands. Why are you taking away a life-saving technology from the chain public and hiding it behind closed doors? Reclassify nicotine from a Schedule 7 poison in your world to something that can be readily available through all our vape shops. through Distributors, but not through the pharmaceutical marketplace, because we don't know whether or not big pharma will add their nice little markers to said products. Hmm. Um, we we have groups here. We have Athera, which is the Australian drug harm reduction, who's headed up by Dr Mendelson. Um, we also have Dr Alex Wodak, that he's a harm reduction and expert. Um, He's the one that actually set up the shooting galleries here in New South Wales and Sydney, Australia. Mm. He's the one that has been pushing, as well as Colin, in the background for the legalisation of nicotine. You have um, legalised vaping Australia and their push. You have certain politicians that are willing to back us, but again, Mr oh no. We're not going to talk to the vaping community. We don't want to hear what they've got to say. We would rather do our own little study. The Sorry Mr Hunt, but the, the science is out there mate. It's been there for a couple of years. Go and read the colleges report that came out in 2016. Vaping is 95% safer than smoking a cigarette. You won't listen. You've never listened. You won't even meet with the vaping community. You won't meet with the heavyweights. You will not meet with... The shop owners, you will not sit down at the table. I'm sorry, mate, but why? Because that's right. You're not a doctor, you're a lawyer. You're taking this under advisement, and I bet you that if we looked into your share portfolio, hmm. it's full of farm money and it's full of tobacco money. Guaranteed. That's how it works. But yeah, it, it was an eye opener. No. There's no two ways on that
0: I mean, when you look at it I, obviously I've been doing a bit of digging before the show back in 2018 South Australia introduced what can only be described as some hellishly draconian vaping laws mm-hmm. so, so there was a ban of online email, phone and mail orders
2: that comes into effect October this year
0: Yes. so, so it's actually coming in this year right um, now I mean Athra state in their uh, article on this it's hard to see that this could have any possible benefit for public health instead of ordering from the website of their local vape business customers will be forced to purchase supplies interstate or internationally from unknown sources so potentially yeah they are putting the public more at risk because you're going outside of as would we if we started buying liquid from an unknown supplier halfway around the world, we've got no guarantee what's going in, how it's going in, and whether it's been tested. Yeah.
2: Well, the probably the biggest issue we've had here so far, right? And and we've asked for meeting time and time again with Greg Hunt. Um, I'm sorry, you don't get the title Mr. Hunt in my world. You just get Greg Hunt. Um, a child, an eighteen-month-old child, passed away here from ingesting liquid nicotine, mm. and that's blood on your hands, Minister. You wouldn't sit down with us. You won't legalise nicotine sales, but you'll allow, you know, a three-month supply of nicotine to be brought into the country or a three-month supply of liquid that contains nicotine. As long as you've got a prescription. So you're putting it through the same circle again. Back mm-hmm. through farm, back through farm, back through farm. You've got to go and see a doctor. You've got to go and pay a doctor. And then you've got to go and pay anywhere up to 100 Australian dollars in shipping to have something brought into the country. Why why, why are we doing this?
1: I've got, because to, ask, you... I've got to ask the question, and I'm sure it's on most people's minds. What's the accessibility of cigarettes?
2: Five minutes in any direction.
1: (laughs) Hmm. So they're they're all right then. (laughs)
2: Um, $17 billion a year in tobacco taxes. For a country size with 25 million, 26 million population, $17 billion a year in tobacco taxes. Um, Hello? Yeah. He, he's, not, he's not even willing to spend 10% of that on THR.
0: Blimey neck. It, uh, it definitely points a finger at where he's thinking, doesn't it? Yeah. Show me the money, Jerry. <laughs> Tell me about it. Now, Paul, could we just clarify this? Because this was a question that popped into my head. The Australian medical uh, system. Is that yeah. is that more like the state system, or is that more, or is that a state-funded system? No, like it's NHL. UK.
2: Is same as UK NHS.
0: So
1: that's interesting. That is interesting. I thought it was the same as American.
2: No, it isn't. Uh, well, we're still part of we're still part of the empire, as I say. Um, <laughs>
0: All right, so you didn't throw any boxes of tea into the harbour. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: look, look, um, no, we're we're still part of the UK. Um, he, if you look everywhere, we we've still got we've still got the Queen on our coins and everything like that. That hasn't changed. Mm. Um, same as Canada in some ways, they they're still attached to. You know, know, written in some way, shape, or
0: form. Mm. I mean, to be fair, though, mate, we had an idiot involved in healthcare called Hunt as well. Luckily, we got rid of ours. Yeah, that that name Hunt keeps (laughs) on coming up, doesn't it?
2: (laughs) Oh, we we just got to change it to a C and we'll be all fine.
0: Mm. Uh, Have a look up on YouTube and uh, whacking Jeremy Hunt. Uh, name slip because the, they Otherwise were doing a, Good Morning Britain or something weren't they <laughs> they were doing a very serious political point and she swapped the H for a C live on air and you dropped gym... it
2: oh that would have been <laughs> hilarious
0: the, the journalist was absolutely mortified, bless
1: it was good, I saw that.
0: <laughs> so, um, no. I'm, and we're not just talking the ban of, of uh, online sales. It would appear that there's some hellish in-store restrictions as well. Yeah. So there's no in-store vaping. There's no taste no. testing. No. Yeah, I, and that... you
2: and you can't. You, you're not um, meant to actually help someone set up their device.
1: Yeah, they've taken that from America as well, aren't they? Mm. Oh. So...
0: Yeah.
2: He. Th- this is the really interesting part. Um, we we have um, two big groups of tobacconists. Okay. I'm not going to name them, but I'll do that after the show. Yeah. One of them has over 200 stores throughout Australia,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. and they've actually set up a section in their shop called Vape SQ now, right? And they're all selling vape gear and crap liquids, but no one knows how to operate them. You walk in there, right, you're you're Joe Blogs. Right, you walk into back tobacconist and you say, "Well, what's this? Oh, that's eighty. eighty five dollars for through shit bloody pen setup." And but they can't tell you how to operate it.
1: Oh God, he's crazy, mate! He? Absolutely crazy.
0: Was the... Jesus Christ? Now. I mean, Paul mentioned this yesterday when we were talking prior to the show. I never realised how much farmer has got comes out of Australia.
2: Uh, I'm sorry to the rest of the world, but yeah, we we screwed up, people.
0: <laughs> we, you, it wasn't personal, Paul. Come on. <laughs> 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 No, um, we were talking about, uh, right, let me just make sure I get this right, Tasmanian Alkaloids. Yep. Um, I just had a quick flick on the the Wikipedia page. It's the largest opium poppy processing company in the Australian state of Tasmania. 40% of the world's legal opiate crop is grown there.
2: It's actually Um, higher than that
0: now. Right. And it's an offshoot of Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Johnson & Johnson. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Well, Johnson & Johnson, the, the actual name of the strain that they created back in 1994 was called the Bain, Right? It was like a copy that could not be grown in the United States. So they had to find a country where they could grow it. So lo and behold, they sent it to Australia and we'll grow it. And under the agreement, they this can't be brought into the same spectrum as the other, like poppies that are grown around the world for for the same use, but the bain is actually the most potent and powerful version or hybrid of said poppy. Um, the figure now is around sixty percent of the world's opium poppy supply comes from Australia, and it's the highest grade. Um, it's owned by Johnson & Johnson, it was created by Johnson & Johnson. And Johnson & Johnson, under a contract, um, supplied the company Purdue. Purdue are the ones that created Oxycontin, Oxycodone, and all the other lovelies that created the, the opioid crisis around the world. So yeah, thanks J&J, stick it in your ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and at least they'll have talcum powder to soothe the pain.
2: <laughs> soothe the pain, you'll be as high as a kite from sprinkling that on your Jats Crackers in the morning.
0: <laughs> yeah, but there'll be a lot of interesting people wanting to sniff it. Right, <laughs> so Stuart, <laughs> Stuart's just said, will you be able to buy the products to make your own liquid PG and VG and flavourings but not Nick? Um,
2: how about we answer that a little bit later when we get on to who I work for?
0: <laughs> yep, not a problem.
2: We'll explain lot more We'll get right into that. But yeah, Australia and our equivalent of the T- of the FDA, we have the same body here in Australia called the TGA or the Therapeutic Goods Administration. And it's they're they're asking for a very similar thing to the PMCA process. They want said device put through a whole string of tests. And I I, I I bet you they've got a whole I bet you they've got a whole barn of monkeys out there that are gonna test these devices because none of them know what the hell they're doing.
0: No. So if, the tobacconists don't. They're screwed. I mean,
2: <laughs> right. but here's the thing: we have to prove beyond any reasonable doubt that this is a cessation device, right? In, in other words, an ends like electronic nicotine delivery system or an NRT that this will get you off the stinkies. Or the combustibles and you won't want to go back but then we have people we've got health ministers saying that this is actually an on-ramp combustibles
0: really still
2: yeah
0: yeah oh my god i'm, I'm just stunned the amount of data that has come out that disproves that old gem and we've still got people in power rolling it out yeah.
2: i don't think the health minister here can read actually
0: i'll tell you what as the yanks we'll do a special version of sesame street for him
3: yeah
2: jesus he he, he looks like big bird but he's only this little thing he, he doesn't know what he's talking about
0: it sounds very similar to our health-related hunt. No, <laughs> oh, you're not kidding. Jeez. <laughs> no, unbelievable. So, we, Sorry.
2: We don't know what's going to happen here. If, if the United States keeps going, vaping um, you will know, never see the light of vaping. Simple. You know, I, I'm not in the business of, you know, making Lamborghini money. I'm here in the business of harm reduction. Hmm. That's what I'm all about. I, I don't care about the money. The money's not where it's all at for me. I'd rather see some vaping. Like like I did with a friend the other day, right? A very old friend of mine. Just went through a really nasty divorce. His his misses destroyed all his gear, and I I sent him off a box of liquid, a a mod, a tank, coils, the whole nine yards to keep him going. I said, no, 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 I'll, I'll deal with it, don't worry about it mate, it's all under control. I thought to myself, if I was a real ass, I wouldn't have done that. But I'd rather see someone vaping than go to the Go to the store or go to the shop and buy. Well, a packet of 20s here is like 35 to $40 now because of like the, the taxation they've got on it. Every year they slap 12.5% on it. So you, a packet of 25s here, you're looking at $50 plus the packet. No. Sorry, mate. It doesn't work that way.
0: No. No. I mean, it's, it's interesting when you've got your own politicians they were talking to Hunt complaining about the the restrictions on e-cigs. Um, hmm. And some of the stories they were saying were, you know, I either used an e-cig to quit smoking. Correct. Uh, and one of your politicians turned around and said, well, me and my husband want to quit to smoking. My husband won't use an e-cigarette because he doesn't, he can't get on with it. Yeah. And, um, the only thing that's going to stop us now is the price. And given the new tax hike, that's it. I'm out. Mm. Yeah. And then what what really boiled my piss about the article was at the end of it, Hunt turns around and says, Well, that's all anecdotal evidence. No, mate, that's right. real life.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's real. And the the big problem that we have here is that our health minister thinks that he's going to lower the smoking rate, and they've lied here in Australia about the smoking rate for quite some time. In the the average smoking rate is between twelve and thirteen percent Australia wide, right, of the population, but in lower socio economic or um, specific um, Indigenous regions, you're looking at forty yeah. percent. Yeah, strength He's not—he's not hes not allowing he's, hes not allowing a life-saving technology to be brought forward. He wants to control the narrative. You can—you can go to the doctor and you can get a patch, or you can ring the quit line, ring the quit line, really, mm-hmm. and then they put you on Chan, chantix. Years ago, when I when I first tried quitting, they—they they gave you zyban. Right. Which useless. Ah. And again, when I tried a few years later, they gave me chances, and I ended up in the loony bin for a week because it just sent me off the rails. I tried patches, gums, sprays. I even went as far as trying hypnotherapy.
3: Ah.
2: Not the words. This is the only thing that's ever worked for me, and I smoked for over 30 years. But, um, yeah, our government doesn't want to listen. It really doesn't want to listen.
1: I mean, let's, let's face... I, I've said this all along. I, I always think that because there was no government behind vaping, there was no healthcare behind vaping, vaping has grown through word of mouth only, and it's not been... It's, and that's how it's grown. And I just don't think they like it. I really don't, because of the way it's grown.
2: Okay. In you, You'll agree with me on this one, um, 20, 2015, 2016 were the golden years mm. for the industry, right? Look at the platform that we're on right now. If it wasn't for the reviewers, if it wasn't for the now vague personalities and the advocates that use this platform it would never have been so popular.
3: Mm.
2: That's the truth. Yeah. We're not to blame at all. Any of us that have used like social media and YouTube and, to that matter, we're the ones that are not to blame. We're the ones that are trying to help people. Mm. And my, myself as a liquid manufacturer, um, I, I sit there sometimes with a beer in the afternoon and I think how many people have I really saved over these years? It it, it weighs on you somewhat. Mm. Hmm. That they're not gonna be on an oxygen tank in five years. Yeah. You've actually you've actually turned their life upside down and you put them in the right direction. Mm. It, it it's hard to it's it's hard to, you know, get through your head sometimes.
1: I mean, let's face it, we, well, especially me and Steve, we we do not get paid for this. We do not gain anything from this. It's more right. giving out. It's us wanting to help other people. And that's all it's well, always that's, been
2: that's the same as That's the same as me. If Frank's still in the chat, he'll tell you, I, I'm up for doing any show anywhere in the world. And I've got my boots on the ground in many countries in the fight of vaping. Mm-hmm. Right? My voice is heard loud and clear right across the world. Um, I've been given nicknames over the years, so I've got a loud mouth, I like to swear a lot and mm. I like to drink a lot. Yes, that's true. I don't give a I don't I don't give a flying two hoots about that one. But I'm willing to help anyone, anywhere, anytime mm. get off combustibles. I don't care. I'll send
1: liquid in I mean that's, why, that's why we're doing it it's so like we are we're almost celebrating it mm. let's be right we are celebrating we found this um, device that is sort of like like the, our, our lot of turnarounds said it's 95% safer than smoking a combustible cigarette mm. yeah. and I blooming enjoy vaping besides so the health I, sides right? of it I enjoy a vape I love having a vape And I love the whole association. I like
2: the geeky little things that are inside this box.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You, me, both. Right. Just because Frank turned around, when Paul was talking there, he turned around and said, uh, he even comes on my show. I can't believe this, Frank. I don't think it's going to be crap. So there's your link, mate. If you want to go in and check out Frank, go and have a look. Cause he's, a
2: he's, no, he's an up-and-coming DIY from the United States.
0: Awesome. So go and check it out, because I'd never heard of daytime Frank. Sorry, Frank. I apologise, mate, but I'm being honest. Yeah? So
2: no worries. No, mate. He's, he's actually one of my friends. Um, he's... Actually, a pretty cluey guy when it comes to certain flavors. Um, and, you know, I, so I speak highly of what he's doing.
0: He's a good guy. Good stuff. He's well, a good guy. I want you to talk about it. Well. Sorry, Paul, you broke up there a bit, mate. Sorry.
1: Well, can I yeah, tell you, because I'm, I'm just struggling here. We're just sorting stuff
0: out. Something? mate?
1: No, I'm just uh, having a little internet fun. That's all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bill points out uh, an uh, a well-proven fact um, that if you've already been diagnosed with a pre-existing mental health issue, forget your chantics because they're not going to put you on it. But isn't it... It's ironic that those with a mental health issue tend to smoke more. Yeah?
2: Yeah. And, well, I can agree with that. Yes,
0: yeah. they do. I, I, I just find it crazy that they're actually prescribing this stuff that makes you want to go out and, and to use the words of Simon, <laughs> go out and strangle puppies. <laughs> it did for me. I mean, I was I wasn't on Chantix. I was on Cyber. Um, yeah, they put me on that a few years ago, and the, and my wife had quit cold turkey, and I was still two packs a day, um, and she was she was definitely solidly in there for me quitting. Uh, they put me on Zyban. Within a week, she's throwing 20 Regal at me, going, for God's sakes, find a lighter. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was an absolute nightmare. Oh, so, so,
2: so was I with all. So was I with everything that I was going through.
1: I And I was a heavy I've... smoker anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, used to, oh. I always used to say I'd smoke camel shit and bus tickets, mate. <laughs> oh,
0: me too. <laughs> I think it's working in the kitchens, to be honest. Mm. You know, when you pull in an 18-hour yeah. day, you need something to keep you going, and that happens to be a packet of embassy or something, then you'll do it, yeah. Oh. I'm speaking yeah. About... I was 40,
2: 50 a day.
0: So we, we weren't that far yeah. apart on, on our consumption then. Now, speaking of uh, SIGs, what came out of the ABC podcast for me was I didn't realise how long and how many of the the tools used curb tobacco use came out of Australia, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. such as the plain packaging, uh, the heavy taxation. All these ideas were first thought up in Australia. Yep, all of them. See, 10 years ago, I'd have been swearing, eh? <laughs> Mind you, you you were 40 or 50 a day, and uh, that's having to pay the bloody taxes, so... not <laughs> oh, yeah. Frank Frank drives a truck all week, so he was 30, 40 a day easily. More if he had a cocktail in the evening. Frank, we're not talking one of those big... Sort of curvy glasses with all the fruit and the umbrella. Are we mate? Because I don't think that will go with flannels and a a John Deere cap.
2: No, but um, no. Frank's a bit fruity anyway, so don't worry about
0: it. (laughs) Oh, no more. Hello. (laughs) I'm expecting a a hearty go forth and multiply now from Frank. Was three packs of twenty-five a day, one vape and six mil nicotine, and he was off to smoke. So these are the stories that you, you know, we we want to hear. Yeah. They decided there were not enough pub pipes, so they made everyone's smokes look the same. So just start a few more. <laughs> uh... I don't know if you saw it. There, um, it. It was, I think it was on one of these sort of television's Ooh. funniest moments. And there was a BBC reporter in the middle of a pub in Melbourne, and uh, they were talking about the, the image of the Australian male as a hard drinking, fighting macho man. Uh, and the question was asked, "How do you start a fight? What's the best way of starting a fight in, in this particular establishment?" And this geezer just went, grab my glass, drink my beer, and take your bloody coat off. (laughs) It was just, it it was absolutely brilliant. Everybody else had just been so sort of, "Mm, uh, I'm on telly, I'm on telly. And this old bloke was just like, drink my beer. (laughs) Good lad. There you go. Uh, Yeah, there we are. There you are, Frank says, I love you, Paul, but bleep you, though. <laughs> <laughs> he hauls new cars, so he's in railheads and ports all week. Ah! Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ooh>. dang star. <laughs> Dump <Damn> star what? <laughs> Dump Ladies of negotiable well, virtue hang around places like that.
2: <laughs> His misses would kill him.
0: <laughs> oh, <a> fair point. <laughs> no,
2: I, I like stirring Frank up. There, there's probably a few of my friends actually in the chat tonight because um, the the link got put into a few DIY groups. It got put into um, my company's page. Um, it got put into, uh, who was it, um, Pricey from THR for Life. He knows He knows that I'm on the show tonight. Um, and a couple, a couple of other my Australian friends are probably in there. Simon Atherton's probably in there. He's oh, another. Simon's there. Yeah. He's, he's of DIY.
0: It was Simon that quoted, the, they decided there weren't enough pop fights so they made everyone smoke so what <laughs> yeah. was
2: Well, he's... He's actually from Melbourne. And he's an ex-copper, so yeah, he'll he'll tell you the he'll tell you the real deal.
0: I would imagine he's probably uh, broken a few up in his time, bless Yeah, yeah. I've that. <laughs> but, uh,
2: <laughs> no, he he was one of the real naughty boys in the job.
0: Ah, oh. you mean one of the clever ones? Wait and see yeah. who's still standing then, nick Nicking. <laughs> I've got family in the force myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Stuart used to smoke 50 grams of leaf a week, went to the shop for a pack of Rizzlers and walked out with a 599 C4 vape pen. Not looked back five years ago. Awesome. And he's, he's still got 30, 50 grams of Amberleaf. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody wants any stale backy... Be yeah. <laughs> nice and dry now. <laughs> hmm. <laughs>
1: oh dear. So are we gonna to
0: get on to Paul's endeavours? Well oh, yes. Paul, when you joined us last time you just sort of started out with Mollenberry. How's it going?
2: Well, I, I couldn't talk too much about it then. But um I can actually now give you my title. And what I actually do for the company. Um, I'm now the Australian New Zealand development manager for Mullenberry, not only for new business and the DIY sector, but for commercial. Um, since then, my, my job's now expanded into the United States, Canada, and into the Philippines. So awesome.
0: <laughs> it's
2: kind of a little bit.
0: We- a little, the last bloke that managed to pull this trick off, uh, you know, he ended up coming to a sticky end in a bunker, mate. So I'm a bit concerned, here. <laughs> <dear. laughs> you appear to have taken over half the world.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm,
0: no. are <laughs> <Dr>. evil. Mm. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> no, the
2: t C4. <laughs> it's. <laughs> No, it, it's quite interesting. Um, the amount of people that are actually happy to see me in this role—it's—it's it's quite fun. Um, I'm doing some private projects with the DIY community right now. Um, Frank sort of knows what's going on with some of it, so does Simon, um, but. A lot of the stuff because of my NDR, I can't really get into it.
3: Hmm.
2: The other thing that I'm working on uh, with the rest of the team at Mullenbury and Chem Novatic is a bunch of new flavors and blends. Um, We're going now down the pathway of completely DAP-free and GMO-free bakery bases. And then on the back of that, into some more, how will we put it, complex custards. Um, I've asked for a number of different flavours to be worked on. Some of them are coming back to me and they're amazing. Pardon me. So you're going to be seeing um, a few very, very, very interesting flavours over the next few months. Currently, we're sitting at about... 120 flavors, and wow. by this time next year we're looking to double that.
1: Really? So
2: we're we're looking at 300 all up.
0: Wow. I mean, if if you go across, uh, I've just put the link up for the Mullenberry group. The one thing I I've dabbled in DIY. I I make no claims to be a mixer whatsoever, but. Uh, I was just flicking through the Mullenbrew Flavours group and I came across Aaron Cazola's uh, posts. Yes. Amazing idea. You've got one picture and it basically mm. gives you the recipe for what sound to be some absolutely delicious juices.
2: He, he's got some cracking recipes in there. Um, we're also developing the one shot line a whole lot further. Um, We're going to be pushing that hopefully up to around the 50 or so one-shots from both, from within the industry. And I'm working on a project that I'll be able to give the world a little bit more information probably October, like early October, -October. mid-October. so any budding mixers out there that really want to show what they've got, let's play. Awesome. And cool. other, the other thing, um, if you go to our website, we we now have a section on there. It's called Custom. If you come to us with an idea, we'll send you out the concentrates you think you need to come up with your own flavor mm-hmm. you then send us back the recipe we then turn that into a finished liquid or into a one-shot format and then we help you either distribute it or if you have a distribution network we'll go down that pathway with you so it's a turnkey solution from start to finish we're there to help
1: you that's amazing though. That is really amazing. I mean for a company to actually go out and do that, that is pretty amazing. That's that that is incorporating the community if nothing. That that's amazing that.
2: There's some great mixes out there, man. Mm. Some great mixes. But some of them some of them haven't been given the time of day Yeah. Um I I I'd really like to see some of the, some of the older, older crew that have been in the industry for quite some time and with what's happening in the United States now, um, if it goes the way I think it's going, um, you know, I know a few people over there, just a few, um, we're watching, if everything falls. One shots, short fills, um, concentrates and the art of actual DIY is going to be first and foremost at at the front, Mm. um, Mm -hmm. and I've said it, Frank said it, you know, anyone that needs help reach out to us, we're here for a reason, um, you know. Simon Atherton, as well. Mm. You reach out to us; we will help you. That—that's you know—that's partly why we're here. But I—I'd I, rather see people, um, like learn and collaborate across the world, help each other.
1: Just a little message from Grumpy. Ah, Ben. With all this new info, we need to chat with my source maker here. We are now up to date with what's happening next month.
2: Thank you. We can do that. We can have a meeting.
1: Just let you know, Bill, uh, Ben, he's, no, Bill. Yeah, Ben. Brain's gone, gone dead here. <laughs> ben,
0: Ben, <laughs> Ben, Ben, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> Weed.
1: Colin going chat on. <laughs> oh God, Bill and Ben the flower
2: pot men.
0: Weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but put it put it this way: um, the team over at the team over at Mollenberry, um, Marcelina and her husband, and the team at Chem Novatic, like the sister companies of us, we we're there to the help people. Simple as that. We're there to give proper information. We will guarantee any of the products that we put out are GMO free and DAP free so they comply in TPD. Mm. That's a start. Right? Um, some people say that some of the concentrates aren't strong enough. Um, my answer to that is you're not using them the right way. And mm. there's like one section that we have at Mullenberry, it's called the M line. We've taken all the guesswork out and we've two or three or four different concentrates together to give you what we call a building block. No one's ever explained this, this part of the line. So you might have a banana, a caramel and a hazelnut and it's mixed together in the right concentrate. You use that as a building block you add like a cheesecake or a a cookie note, you add, um, if you want to take it the other way, a bread note to it. And yes, there is a bread on its way. You want, um, there's so many different things that you can do. But yeah, the M line is, it's our building block. That's Mm -hmm. what it's all about.
1: Um, so, so getting back to your role, so do you want to tell us a bit more about your role, what you're actually going to be doing?
2: Okay, my my specific role is I'm developing business relationships with our current customers, um, also moving more into the commercial side of things, um, working with larger labs and helping them uh, get away from like ZAP orientated concentrates, but still giving them the same flavour, mm. them turn that corner, work with the DIY community as much as I can. I've put together a private mixing team in, in the background. If you have problems, you come to me and then if I can't answer it, I put it to my team and we come back with a solution for you for your liquid. If you have an idea or you're, you're 90, 90% there with a liquid that you want to release, we will then help you with the other 5% and then we'll put, then we'll give you the guidance and give you the manufacturing experience of what we have and then butterbeen your liquid or your concentrate is then in the
1: marketplace.
0: Awesome. I mean, I'm going, got, I shouldn't have opened this Mullenberry group while I'm here because every time you look at it, there's something else about a recipe that grabs you. But at the minute, I'm looking at this Bounty Shake one, and, and just the write-up <laughs> up is just awesome. So it's a Bounty-like candy bar and cookie pieces in a creamy milkshake. See so you've got the coconut you've got the the biscuit you've got that thick unctuous sort of milkshakey from the sounds of it backed up yep. by the cheesecake
2: yeah and the oh. chocolates but,
1: but let's remember grown-ups oh. don't like flavours
2: oh apparently
1: oh. we don't like flavours really? I just, thought, I just thought I'd bring that into it we don't like flavours that sounded gorgeous.
0: <laughs> that sounded right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> it worth <nothing> else. Yes. <laughs> Finger of fudge and all that. Yes. <laughs> Moving swiftly um, onwards.
2: <laughs> there's there's another one that Aaron's got in there. Um What was it? It was a a jam filled jam filled cookie covered in covered in chocolate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh now there's one I found here, Nana's Honey oh, Special.
3: Oh yeah.
0: Which is uh, sorry, Nana Honey Special. So it's soft banana with a hint of pink lady, which I'm guessing is grapefruit, is it? No, it's an apple. It's an apple, right. Then the cheesecake, cheesecake. and yeah. then honey. Yeah. Ooh. That sounds awesome. I love bananas. Massive. Out of curiosity, will Moonberry
1: be at Expo this year?
2: Yeah, we're doing we're doing a few expos but um we're we're more looking or gearing towards like twenty twenty because of what we've got coming up in releases mm. over the next few months. Mm. Um probably the biggest expo we'll do again will be uh Hall of Fame. In Stuttgart, um, from there into Madrid, um, and then around the same time, the big or the first Fape Expo in the UAE in um, Dubai yeah. in June next. Now
0: that so, that sounds like that's going to be a massive event. The one in Dubai. Oh, you're not yeah. kidding. That
1: sounds absolutely awesome. That one.
2: Yeah, definitely. It's well. Well, think about it for a minute. Um, they they were under pretty much the same rule as what we've had here in Australia. It's all been banned and cracked. And now it's just opened up like a tin can. Um, and if you think of, well, if Voker's in the room, he'll tell you, because he's over that neck of the woods. And it's going to be... I might I might be speaking out of line here, but I actually think it might be like the go to event from around the world, that and Hall of Fame, I think they're gonna be the two mm. that people wanna actually save up and go to.
0: Just to let you know, mate, Voca says the beers are on him. Well <laughs> done. That sounds good, doesn't it?
1: That's just worth I'm getting I'm the up, ticket for. for
0: yeah. No, I, I just want to get my hands on the contents of Voka's bar.
2: Um, you... yeah. Well, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: You're it's, all right, mate. Really I've <laughs> got to, I'm going to think of an excuse for the wife.
2: <laughs> um, we'll work on that Ooh. on another date. I, yeah. I think we can get around this somehow. <laughs>
0: Well, if I can get two camels and a sheep for her, I'm fine.
2: <laughs> oh no. you, You're going to be a shit for that one.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> she'd want three goats at least as well.
2: <laughs> is 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 that with a um, um, a curry coconut sauce or what? What are we talking? <laughs>
0: I'm I'm thinking more Jamaican
2: jerk. Okay, that works as well. But <laughs> there you go. But hey.
0: you want a Jamaican
1: jerk, dear?
2: <laughs> oh, Christ. cross!
1: <Very> well. <laughs> it's not like uh, putting that out on air, is it?
2: <laughs> God, here we go. Now we're going to get into trouble. <laughs>
0: No, we're not, because we're raining it in sharply. The, the show just went
2: pear-shaped very rapidly. Um, <laughs> but,
0: I'm only, um, I'm only Voka, repeating
1: on what he said. He said he wanted a Jamaican jerk.
2: <laughs> yeah, but Voca, um, I'm definitely going to be there for that show. There's no two ways I'm missing that one, because... I um,
1: from what I've heard, I mean, it's going to be absolutely amazing. That though,
2: the amount of money that's being poured into it, and no one, no one has let loose where the venue is. Um, a friend of mine actually said where it might be, and if it's at that venue, good lord!
0: I mean, the the, the thing that struck me about the, the where they're actually holding it, sort of the UAE, there's more of a a cultural with the hooker so vaping's mm. not a million miles away is it
2: no not at all because go back um, when Aspire released their shisha, uh, mm. that, t- that never took off mm. but if Aspire reworked that into something like you know butter bing mm. that could be you know
1: Yeah, we saw them at uh, Expo.
2: Yeah, like a really high-end version of the Aspire Mm. with a really high-end chipset, yeah. Mm. Then maybe are talking. Oh, yeah. um, I'd like to see that. Um, Voka, Mm. has there been any word what the actual venue is?
0: I don't know. Have you heard where it's going to be, Steve? No, no, Vogue has uh, not mentioned anything. Um, let's have a look.
2: Someone, <laughs> actually, someone actually told me that it was going to be at Maidan, at the racecourse. If, if that's for sure. It's
0: Gordon well, Bennett, some money there, then.
2: That... Well, well that's... why World
0: Trade Centre.
2: Oh Christ, that's huge! Uh,
0: hold on. the conference.
2: So, so they've actually they've given a venue now.
0: It appears so. Uh, Whoa! Well, vape show it sits under on the. Give me two Sex. Hold on. There's the link for it.
2: Wow.
1: Vocus says nothing's confirmed yet. Uh, maybe the Maidan or the convention yeah. centre.
0: Mm. Well, the, the, at the minute the, the website says the Dubai World Trade.
2: That place is huge. That's going to make Stuttgart look like a joke.
0: What's interesting, there's a Future vape conference. There's the actual exhibition. There's a tasting studio, Mm. innovation award, uh, entertainment area. Holy crap! I think somebody's going to be enjoying himself, Mr. (laughs) Blind. Just slightly, for God's sakes, just don't get lost. All right. be finding this little skeleton in a storage cupboard somewhere three years time (laughs) and there's mini paul (laughs) so i mean i mean that that must be a massive business opportunity for mollenberry to get a foot in the door In the country where vaping's just starting to take off,
2: I I I have a few clients that have um, visited there recently. Uh, Liquids that I know, um, a, a friend of mine who's a mixologist, he's just been over there recently, and he was just scratching his head. He was like. What 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 the hell did I just walk into? It was just wet and blowing. They're mm. building over there, they're doing everything. It's just, and money's no object, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah, in Dubai. It definitely is no object, is it? Jeeps, there's plenty of money there. Whew. So, uh,
2: yeah. Oh, there we are.
0: Vokas just said Bahrain and Kuwait have been more open to vaping for a few years, so it, it's not Correct. a completely virgin market then. Mm.
2: No, but when you when you put those three letters next to like opening up an industry or a new marketplace, it's like, wow, what's just happened? Mm. And when you have the Shakes actually signing off on a deal like this, yes. Um, There was actually a very famous liquid company that got a lot of their startup money from that region once upon a time and they've gone on to do wonderful things but now um, with you know the current marketplace in the United States and um, what's going on in in Europe it's chalk and cheese Mm. right now if if this is done the right way in the UAE this will also put pressure coming back onto the United States that no it isn't all bad if they're backing this yeah Mm. you know the way Think they are. It's not going to be a bad thing. I think it'll help a lot of people.
1: Mm. I think it'll be definitely a good thing because it's so sort of like it's, it's showcasing the world, isn't it? It's one of the oh. one of the places that it showcases the world. That well,
2: well, even when I worked in racing, um, I was always at Dubai. I was actually there for the opening of Maidan. Mm. and. That was, like, the most unbelievable thing I think I've ever seen, like, literally. Mm. That was just mind-blowing. The difference between, like, late afternoon racing and then night racing under lights on both uh, synthetic and on turf, that was just, wow. The, The opening was, like, they shut every single light off at the whole track. And then it was a fireworks just like from like absolutely out of nowhere.
1: Oh blimey, no.
2: To see to see that was just that was jaw dropping what it was. That it, it started like there was a laser and it looked like the laser was what lit the fireworks.
3: Mm.
2: It was cool as hell.
1: Awesome.
2: But no, I'm don't, just don't...
1: What, Paul? Uh, Steve?
0: Sorry, mate, I was just going to say, unfortunately, it looks like you've lost the couch in your room because uh, Mr. Atherton's just shotgunned it.
2: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh,
0: that was known, Mr. Atherton. <laughs> you shall not have his couch. <laughs> uh, and for those listening to the podcast, be thankful. That was rude. <laughs> oh, he does know how to sign language. He does. Yes. That message came across very clearly, loud right? and clear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! So, so Paul, you... Paul, I've got to ask you. I've got to ask you. It's your birthday coming up. So, what are we doing to celebrate? Very little. Are we partying it? Are we? Are we doing anything? Or, or I mean, let's face it. Is your big five zero? Have you got something new special? Or been treated to something?
2: Yeah, nude mixing one hundred and
0: one. Nude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do Go. hope you're wiping your pipette after every flavour, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brings a whole new meaning to the naked
1: chef
2: (laughs) Um, no I'm I'm actually going to be a good boy believe it or not Um, because to be quite honest I've been working from 6am to 1am pretty much 7 days a week recently because of my new role at Mullenberry so no I'm I'm actually away at the moment. I'm not in my little workspace. Um, it's taking a couple of days to sort of, sort of wind down because put it this way: after my birthday, um, I've got numerous trips lined up for various reasons. Um, Ninety. of them for business. Um, Trying to catch up with a couple of friends in the US uh, for a little bit of advocacy and things like that. Mm. Um, Trying to actually get my head around the whole picture of what's happening in the United States right now. Um, Helping another couple of friends, uh, uh, up and coming mixers, to actually understand what's going on. And then next year, um, probably well, right now, February, March, I'm looking at doing either we do it online or I actually fly into the US and do a master class in mixing
3: mm-hmm.
2: to actually unleash what we've got coming up because a lot of the new flavours will be available by that stage. And I want to show people how easy it is to work with them, um, both from the DIY side of things and from the commercial side of things. You know, don't, don't be afraid of, you know, dipping your toe in the water. Try say if you want to get this mixing because it's, it's not as hard as everyone thinks. If you can follow recipes, you can understand weighing things out you can get into it and you can survive. Um, not not making money from it, but you can survive making your own liquids quite simply these days. There's so much information out there it's not funny. Mm. That's where a lot of people get screwed up. Um, a lot of people think that it's you know it's rocket science and you need to go to school for it. No, that's wrong. Completely unreal. You can can make a a good liquid with four concentrates, for Christ's sakes. Simple. Mm.
0: Steve. Yes, mate. Hello.
1: (laughs) Have you got any more questions? Oh,
0: where to start, where to start, where to start. So, I mean, with all this, obviously it sounds like you're going to be out of Australia quite a bit now. Mm-hmm. following new break I mean at Wig Labworks is that sort of taking a back a back step or is somebody looking after that for you while you're away or
2: no um, no there's actually quite a lot more going on there than what I can talk about right now um, I've just opened up uh, labworks.co.nz. So all my liquids now, you can buy with nicotine in them. That's something else that's just happened. And my complete liquid line, my 50 liquids that are in my line are all going to be available as one shots by Christmas. So (laughs) no, it's not taking a back marker at all. It's it's growing organically, but in a different way, if that makes
0: sense. That sounds fantastic. I'm glad to hear it's, it's forging ahead, mate. Now, before we go any further, Tetley did say, you know, are we, are we not talking about what we're vaping on then? You know, first ever vape show where we haven't done the buffet. Yeah, we have, have we? We haven't done a
1: buffet. No, we went,
0: we went straight into the CDC, which I thought was a far more pressing... Mm. Uh,
2: right Oh well, you to buffet i'll be back in one second
1: right I I'll,
2: go,
1: I'll go first then <laughs> my because mine's really really easy i'm on the kylin m with the hex ohm in that i have got a vintage raspberry sherbet in there very very simple and i'm also uh, i haven't vaped much of it today is the uh, passage with the Double Barrel V3 and in that I've got uh, Prophecy from uh, Vape Doodoo. That's it, that's all um, I'm on. I uh, Tell a lie, I do tell a lie a little bit. I've got me smallest box mod ever on there. So we uh, have got that and I've got, uh, oop, smoothie, uh, what if I eat that,
0: uh, strawberry on there. That's mm.
1: it, that's all I'm, I'm vaping on.
0: Okay, it's the pass it home, however, trying the 28 uh, awg Clapton in it oh as so it's, it's not bad to be honest it needs needs a hell of a lot more power to it than mm. just a, a flat round wire but uh, it's, it's working well yeah. is it draining the battery a bit more yeah it's not I'm not getting I'm only getting a few hours out of it with the Clapton in but he's coming, the Clapton's coming out at 1.2. Mm. Sorry, 1.02. Yeah, when you, think,
1: when, you, when you think about it, there's a lot of white to heat up there.
0: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Squeezer with the Armageddon V2 on. And in that, we've got the mixed jelly berry. Um, have got the salts watermelon in the Pasatel. Uh, and that's it. I'm being boring. Mm. Yeah, I'm being very boring.
1: <laughs> that was good timing, Paul.
2: Yeah, I, I can I can time opening beers and doing things. So, what so
1: you vaping on? Sorry. So, what are you vaping on?
2: Currently, my yeah, my all day still my old ovate which is the Kiwi strawberry watermelon. And that's on my old Therian with an original Goon twenty four running uh, breeze yeah breeze tans, aliens in there down at about on a point one on that. And then my other setup is my M seventeen running a drop. And in that is one of my new liquids CHX eleven thirty eight. Which is uh, sweet tangerine strawberry lemonade.
0: Nice homage on that name, mate. <laughs> You're not kidding. It looks like I'm the only one that doesn't know daytime Frank is. Yeah. Dear Lord. <laughs> Afternoon Tam. <laughs> I'm growing, Oh dear, Jerry. I hope you're happy now, mate. Yeah, I hope you. <laughs> oh, Timmy. Oh, Hello, Tim. Oh dear. That's a bit harsh. Hey, <laughs> Jerry. You just you just pour liquids into a bottle. If you can make coffee, you should be a DIYer. <laughs> That's not a bad description, to be honest. I mean, mm. as long as you, as long as you work out what your percentages are. I mean, I've been making my own brew lemon for God knows how long. (laughs) Nice and simple. It works. (laughs) I think the biggest problem I had is, as a dabbler, you don't know which concentrates to try. Mm.
2: It's, look, it's now so hard. Put, Put it that way. There's so many in the market. So many are good. So you know, there's some garbage out there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say no to that one, but when you have companies now that are listening to um, a lot of the key players in the DIY community and they're actually working with the DIY community, they're coming out with concentrates that are easier to work with. Um, I I'll give shouts out to, to Ravora for actually listening to the community and working with them. I'll give props to um, Flavor Art, not so much the Italian branch, but I will give props to the North American branch for listening. I will also give props to um, well, one on one for some of the stuff that they do out of the United States. I'll also give props to a Canadian company called Wonder Flavors. They're listening, um, you know, Mullenberry's listening. Um, our sister company, Chemnovatic, they're listening. But Chemnovatic are more the the commercial side of things. They're they're the ones that are creating um, very unique bases for and custom bases for the commercial marketplace. But and then. Mullenberry on, on its own, and Marcelina, um, she has a brain on her that is just mind-boggling. Mm. When you think, you know, coming up with some of the some of the concentrates that she brings to the market, but her and her husband, they, if used the right way, the game changes. There's no two ways on that. Mm. Um, Marcelina was the one that actually came to me. Um, yeah. I've been using a concentrate since you know 2015, but she came to me and said, "Well, we we need this done. Are you are you interested in coming you know coming on board and working with us?" And I said, "Sure," because I've worked and I, I put a lot of recipes out there in the market, both for the DIY community and then for my commercial yeah. interest, like as a mixologist. But it, it's it's been pretty cool so far, but um, let's see what we can do over the next twelve to eighteen months. That's what I—that's I really want to do.
1: Yeah. So you're going to be busy this uh, in, up and coming. You've got a lot of interviews coming as well. So who, where can we find you, and where can we see these interviews?
0: Um.
2: Well. The ABC. I'm doing another interview with them, and from my understanding, I'm doing Q and A, which is the more political side of things. Mm. So I'll actually be sitting across the table from Mr. Hunt.
1: Oh, nice one.
2: No, that's not mm. going to be. That's not going to be fun. No. Not with me in the. Uh, I'm doing an interview tomorrow with one of the universities and as soon as that's live everyone will get links to that. Um, I've got another interview with Lindsay Stroud uh, in the United States. I've got an interview with CBS that I'm doing. Um, I've got an interview with a Canadian vape organisation. Um, oh, sorry, Lindsay Strauss from the Heartland Institute, oh, I'm doing another quite soon, um, and one with a Canadian institute, they, they're they alming an you know, whether or not I'll swear on it, but who cares. Um, then I, I'm not sure the agency in the UK, I was going to check it with you guys, it's okay to talk to them. but and, um, I had um, one of the managers from uh, Mosley, Michael Mosley, He oh, yeah. also reached out to speak to me. Mm. So,
1: so you you're well, going to be a very very busy boy, aren't you?
2: Look, I like I like the phrase that was coined by someone in the US on the Ob1 of vaping now, and I, I just thought it was quite hilarious. <laughs>
1: so obviously um, obviously you know the state um probably a lot better than most of us uh, the situation of the vaping industry as a whole where do you see the next 12 months especially what's going off with america what's going off in your own country and in the world in general the the attitudes towards vaping at the present moment where do you see the next 12 months going
2: within the last six months there's been a lot of stupidity. Um, A lot of agencies haven't been talking to each other. Um, Testing results haven't been shared amongst certain agencies which it should have been. Um, Reports aren't getting to the tables of the people that they need to be on. Um, All in all around the world I think vaping will see a sort of a reset button Mm. being hit. Um, United States is actually quite scary. We, we called this back in 2016 with Vapageddon, but it didn't happen. Um, now, I, I think we're actually starting to see, you know, you're you either going to have to dig your heels in and help fight. And when I say this, Join CASAR if you're in the United States, if you're a business owner, or if you're in industry in the United States, or you have skin in the game as we call it, um, join VTA. They're there to help you. Um, reach out to your, your members in the United States. Um, don't, don't just email them. Actually get out a pen and paper and write them a physical letter. It has to be opened. It can't just be put in the corner. A physical motorist is actually going to get you more attention than sending an email. Um, if you're in Michigan, you can always ring the governor and tell her that she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about and that she's just <laughs> no, don't. spreading absolute garbage. You can always call her. Um, but support your state groups reach out to the members in each and every state and tell them, no, we're not going away. You know, you're full of garbage, you're full of shit, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, we know that. And just keep fighting, mm. advocate, educate and, you know, just be good to everyone. That, that, that's the simple message that you can do there, but the rest of the world here in Australia, if you're not in the trenches and you're not fighting for what you want and you're not reaching out to these idiotic ministers that don't even want to talk to us, Mr Hunt, again, you're an idiot. Uh, if I see, if I get to sit across your, you know, on Q&A, you and I, we're going to have a ding-dong argument. I don't care because it's going to be live TV, you muppet.
1: I hope we can see this. I really do hope we get an opportunity to see it.
2: Well, I, I have science and chemistry on my side. That wins over you being a lawyer. So, game over.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: That's how I see it. But the rest of the world, you must educate and advocate everyone. They think it's 95 to 97% safer than smoking combustible. And if you're not willing to fight for your rights, then you shouldn't be in the game. Simple as that. I don't care whether you're you're a consumer, a shop owner, a liquid manufacturer, a hardware maker. Hardware makers have done pretty much sweet FA Mm. up until now. China needs to be called out in this and they need to throw. Money in the money into the fight worldwide. Mm. They did a while back in the United States with Sparta, but um, no, nah, it wasn't enough. There was never enough money thrown at the fight over there because you, you, you've got industry over there. They don't care. Mm. It, it's not about votes. It, it, it's no, nah. no. But no, fight whatever the hell you need to do, fight.
0: It's, sorry, I mean I was listening, but uh, I was just keeping an eye on chat there. Prime example there for me. So you you've got somebody talking to people that they may not have spoken to before. It's a quick question: What's the best one-on-one flavour? a company not tried before. Bump. The info's flowing. Mm. Yeah, the helps there. There's no you've got to try this you've got to try that it's these are good these are good these are good i prefer x yeah make your own mind up it's fantastic yeah
1: it's one yeah, right. it's one thing i've always i mean in the length of time that i've been doing this um the one thing that i absolutely love is the actual community because we we're all out here wanting to help each other and mm. it's it's the, the the beauty about it is that we all vape slightly different we all taste slightly different and it's all so like have you tried this have you tried that have you tried the other thing and it's a community that i think is absolutely amazing i really do uh, well, we
2: i'll, do I'll ask do. Uh, yeah but hang on i'll ask both you lads the same question when we were smoking cigarettes we we didn't get online and we didn't talk to friends from all over the world did we no no nope. no nope. no
1: I mean, if it wasn't, let, is, let, let's be right. If it wasn't for vaping, I wouldn't know you two. Yeah. It's as well, simple yeah. as that. So, I would not know you two. Yeah, but hang on.
2: This is a big worldwide family. That's what the vaping community really is. Mm. If someone's needy in the vaping community, we, we dig in and we help each other, don't we? from
3: mm.
2: mm. the other side of the world. I've never seen a community like this in, in anything.
1: No. Never. Not on one single cause, no. Never. I think no. it's amazing. I really do. I think it's absolutely amazing.
0: And, and when you look at what's actually come out of the community, I mean, the YouTube creation, yeah? Mm. You've got yeah. broadcasters on there. How many would have actually done it if we'd stayed on the stinkies? hmm yeah, you, you wouldn't be at, the, some of the talent that's flying around in this community is amazing the yeah. builders, the mixers oh,
2: no it's like handcrafted mods,
0: come on yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's, it's just stunning, it really is stunning and it, it's weird how this one sort of central topic has brought all these talents to the fore for so many
2: it's bizarre. You've got computer programmers working on boards and you know, circuitry. You've you've got industrial designers. You've got electronics engineers. You've got people yeah. that create um, stabilized wood. You've got metal machinists and CNC from around the world working together on designs. You've got collaborations on liquids from around the world. You've got Pretty much every flavor covered. Mm. Mm-hmm. If it hasn't been created, there's people out there that will help you create what you want. If you want to vape something, we're here to help. That's how that's how it works. Mm.
1: And, and it's just something it I absolutely and it's why I've got so much passion for it because it's so like just an amazing, amazing community. It really is.
0: Mm. But I'm, I'm it's going to sound like a mask in here, but you go onto to the, the Molenbury group again, and Marcelina's had a, an email from somebody from Italy, hmm. and said, uh, I w- and the translation reads, Hi, I am your customer. I wanted to suggest you put your site the possibility to read in Italian, because every time I have to make a purchase, I panic. Thank you and excuse me. And what have Mollenberry done? They've gone off. They've done an Italian version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how many of the the big corporates, the the electronic giants, all the rest of it? Yeah. You know, could you see them reacting to an email like that in a similar fashion? Because that's not going to be a quick job. Pat's just put something
1: in the uh, chat. The thing is, when I started vaping about three and a half years ago, everyone was helping everyone. Now it appears if you're looking for help, some people think about money are ripping you off. It is not like it. It's not like it started off. I think with any industry um, or any, there will always be that pe- uh, the people that are um, there to gain money. It doesn't matter what it is. There's always people to make wanting to make just pure money. But as a whole, when you actually start looking at the actual vape community, there are more people wanting to help, and like we are in this community here, it's we, we just want to help, we want to show you what we've got, we want to show you the information that we've got, and we want to share ideas, and, mm. and, and that's it. But obviously, you know, like anything, um, people do... Want to make money off of the back of something. You can't help
0: that. has just uh, put a comment in chat that wonderfully illustrates the dark side of vaping, though. Vaping will be responsible for my divorce if I buy another mech mod. (laughs) There was a lovely post on Facebook. um, Yeah, yeah, um, I saw that. He posted a couple of uh, really ornate mech mods, Mm. and there was a subtle hint to his good lady wife and his good lady wife stamped on that one pretty damn quick. <laughs> Sorry, Volker, I couldn't resist it.
1: <laughs> yeah, did you see that vase one he
0: posted? That's the one I'm yeah, about. Yeah, it looked one. like that's a vase. <laughs> I, I,
1: I...
2: That's absolutely stunning.
0: <laughs> Do you think?
1: Oh, no. No. Um, no. <laughs> Not Michael, but uh,
2: as a collector's, <laughs> as a
0: collector's piece, yes. Oh yeah, as a collector's piece, yeah. <laughs> it would look so nice in his bar, though.
1: He's going to get in December. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bad but, man um, Right,
2: okay. we've hit we're, up to we're, the we're uh, all...
1: two hours. Uh, okay. Just let you know, we're,
2: we're all on our way to your place. <laughs>
0: I hope you caught that voca. Apparently, we're all over coming over to your place. <laughs> I hope you've got a big couch for Simon. <laughs> It'll be all
2: good.
1: Tam's just said, "I do, I do this to hell. I spend a dollar for my YouTube show, etc. Not making a dollar, not making looking to make money. Ah, yeah, yeah, we all do it for uh, for that reason." Totally. So, Steve, we've hit the uh, four o'clock.
0: Oh, we have. Oh, no worries. (laughs) See, this is because we did a buffet. Yeah, it's because we did a buffet. (laughs) I blame you, Tetley. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Firstly, thank you to everybody, everybody for turning up in chat today massive massive thank you to paul for coming on again as always fantastic show so much information has come across in the last two hours um and it's always great to get that view from different parts of the world because we we in the uk do appear to get a little insular at times and, and you sort of project. What we experience here in other countries, and it's just not the case. You know, we have it so easy over here. Um, it's getting tough, and it could get tougher, but mm. we do have it easy. Um, um, we have it way easy. Massive thank you to all the people that just popped in to see Paul. If you if you want to pop yes. back next week and just sort of have a look, feel free. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It can't, we can't next week Next week there oh, is no,
0: no um, Tales Tales from the O No, it's my fault Parents decided to last long enough to get A 50, 50th wedding anniversary So I've got to go to that I'm afraid
1: <laughs> So we're having a, a week off
0: I do apologise no, I'll make <laughs> sure The parents are flogged for this How dare they do it on a Sunday but... <laughs> I think that's awesome, 50 years It's lovely isn't it I'm amazed my mum's put up with my dad for so long.
2: <laughs> You're going to get killed for that one.
0: Nah, they don't watch YouTube, mate. To compare John, me thank to you you. on the laptop. <laughs> so,
1: Paul, are you going to say your goodbyes?
2: Goodbye to everyone. Thank you for all signing up. Hope, hope you might have learned something for a change. We'll see. Um, If you want to find me on Labworks FAPES across the interwebs, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Uh, my name is, you can actually see my name here. That's my real name. So reach out to me on Facebook if you need anything, or if Mullenberry can help you in any way, shape or form, um, you're more than welcome to reach out to me as well. Or head over to the Mullenberry page on Facebook. and. Myself or one of the other crew there will help you out. Alrighty. Over to you guys. Thank you. Right,
1: I'll wrap it up. Just want to give a big shout to you both. Thank you very much for a a very educational uh, show. Not our normal show. Normally our shows are like smut and films. (laughs) yeah thank you so much i just want to give a shout out to chat as well thank you so much you've been really great lovely questions and all sorts you've been absolutely amazing don't forget that the own service live on thursday 7pm on thursday and that show we'll be doing the giveaway of the expo tickets as well so uh, if you want to enter that you can do on the thursday and yeah that's about it i'm 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 all educated uh, full here. Don't know about well, you
0: guys. <laughs> I'm in shock because Grumpy's just said he didn't even watch the Italian F1, so it must have been a good show. Blimey, <laughs> <laughs> that! It's, it's all Ball's fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> It's so weird seeing this Paul because it's like a stop frame action with it being such, such a low res. All we're we'll getting is these amazing sort of face shots of Paul. It's fantastic. It really is. <laughs> right. Well, again, thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. <laughs> I really can't wait to see him across the table from home. I really can't. I can't wait to see that one. I really can't. <laughs> do you get the feeling the phrase you're going past a hospital on the way home comes into use? <laughs> oh god he's smiling like a demon now <laughs> I thought we better wind this one up before we get pulled by the Aussie authorities
1: <laughs> right
0: I'm going to say ta so I will let you all wave bye
1: bye yeah. <laughs>